Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Let me get some out of the fridge. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the uh, to the very first, the inaugural NXT recap show right here on Fightful.com. FightfulSelect.com. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes, and just as I was telling Alex, hey, let's get this one going, he says, hey, hang on a second, I gotta grab something. Yeah. Like the very instant where I said, let's do this. Yep. But yes, I'm joined by Alex Pulowski. We're going to be talking about the very first NXT tonight on, on uh, right here on the YouTube channel. Sean is busy. He's going to be hanging out with Triple H on the media call that he uh, that Triple H is doing after uh, after NXT that just concluded. And if you want more great stuff from Sean and everyone else at Fightful, you head on over to Fightful.com. If this is the first time you're watching, this is the first time that you're aware of Fightful, well, there's a whole bunch of fantastic news that you can pick up there. It's the number one source for wrestling news, if we're being completely honest with each other. Plus, there's some exclusives. There's some great stuff. Alex has a bunch of it. Not Alex, excuse me. Sean has a bunch of interviews out there on Fightful. Uh, he recently put up his interview that he did with uh, with Big E. We have Kristen Ashley, who uh, has an exclusive interview with uh, Thunder Rosa slash Serpentine, uh, which is a great read. There's some fantastic notes from that as well. There's a whole bunch of exclusive there. Go check it out. Check out Fightful Select as well. I've migrated from behind the paywall, Alex. I'm now yep. here. On the uh, on the main roster <laughs> on Wednesday nights, we're on the main roster. We're on the main roster. This is this is the first of uh, of something that you and I are going to be participating in with Sean in the future. As I said, Sean can't be here tonight. He was very disappointed about that. But you know, uh, someone someone has to pick up those sweet sweet Triple H quotes. Might as mm. well be might as well be the boss man. Uh, so we're going to be uh, holding down the fort. We're going to be talking about NXT for the next couple of weeks, right up until AEW starts. Then we're going to be doing a literal Wednesday Night Wars recap, talking about AEW and NXT right here. But we got the very first NXT, uh, the first live edition, one hour on USA, the hour, the other hour over on the network. And um, boy, uh, I, I don't know what you thought, Alex, but... Uh, it uh, didn't feel all that different to me. Uh, from 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 regular NXT. Oh I no! I mean, like production no, no, no. wise and you no. know, no, wrestling no, 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 content no, no. from regular NXT. Yes, and we were all worried. Oh my God, how much is Vince going to have to do with this? Are they going to start the first episode of NXT with a promo parade where one guy comes out and says, "I'm the best," and the next guy comes out and says, "No, I'm the best." And they do it for like seven times in the first thirty-five minutes of the first episode of NXT on uh, on USA is just a promo parade, and then they go, actually, you're all going to have a 10-man tag match, and that match starts right now, but actually, after the commercial. None of that happened. It's glorious. Today is National Cheeseburger Day. It's, a national, it? it's a national Cheeseburger Day miracle, Warren Hayes. Uh, <laughs> NXT is staying the same, at least for now. Like, it's 
it's just two hours of more balls to the wall, awesome wrestling. Like I've seen, we'll see how much more they get into like storyline development and promos and stuff. Um, but for right now, it just feel it felt like a supersized episode of NXT. Uh, and awesome because they were announcements and uh, match results that we didn't know ahead of time. So I love this whole live thing. It's, it, it makes it so much better. Uh, people are used to me coming on and, and reviewing Raw and SmackDown and just complaining about terrible writing and stuff. And it's really easy to not complain about terrible writing if there's no writing and just awesome graphs. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um not much, and, and, and you know, as part of this package that I felt wasn't all that different from when we usually get in full sale. Uh, th- aside from no longer actually there being a stage, like a very high rise mm-hmm. at, uh, under the Titantron, which was seems to me was a lot bigger as well. Right. Um, I mean, I, I you know, the, no ramp, no real ramp uh, per se. It felt very, very. Uh, it felt very, very close. You know, you kind of felt that they wanted to get uh, kind of like uh, like on the, dare I say, grassroots, you know, show that they're, that NXT is more in the audience without yeah. actually having like, uh, like having the audience like a bar wrestling where everyone is like right up against the ring, but still, you know, giving it this more intimate feel while still keeping a certain level of high production about it. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I didn't. I didn't miss the ramp necessarily. Uh, it was fine. I mean, the stage giving it a little extra level uh, is is a you know it's just a, a an aesthetics thing that more people can see the person at the top of the ramp. They know who's coming, but in a much smaller venue, that doesn't necessarily mean as much. Um, I think they're going to be tinkering with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know uh, whose call that was to do that. I don't know if other people are saying actually no, we're going to go back to the other thing. We're going to see a lot of different things, I think, come in the next few weeks, especially next week. They're going to be tinkering, figuring out because they want the the October 2nd going up against AEW, that thing to be perfect. So they're going to figure out what works and what doesn't from tonight and, and next week. And then we're going to see it really start cracking. Oh, for sure. Like just the fact that they conceded. To leaving, uh, to to not doing the full two hours on USA, you know, and leaving the second over uh, the second uh, hour to suits, so that mm-hmm. the, the series could end. I mean, WWE just wanted to get out of the gate as soon right. as possible, yep. just to create the habit, just to get out there before AEW, and like you said, tinker with all these little production uh, details. One thing that I liked uh, how this started was Triple H, uh, basically in a darkened room we're seeing a lot of those recently but uh turns out he was just in gorilla position where he uh where he was talking over some dramatic cuts of nxt footage and you know what i liked alex because i was kind of expecting something very self-congratulatory a lot of patting on the back triple h hitting the ring and uh going uh doing the we are nxt spiel to the audience Mm. but no this was this was just fine yeah, no, it, it was the right level of it. I mean, I think that the, that they recognize that there are people watching this on on USA who never got the the network, who are seeing this for the first time. Hey, oh, that's right. Didn't I read about that? Triple H is in charge of this. Oh, that's cool. That's a face I recognize. I mean, I remember him from the Attitude Era and his thirty five minute matches at WrestleManias. I I know I know this guy. It's it's a it's a little bit of familiarity that they want to. Uh, hit and I think that that works and you're right he could have easily been like this is me I run this I'm the game and you play the game the right way he didn't do any of that he just he didn't do he, any of that and speaking of famili- nice. yeah and speaking of familiar f- familiar familiarity starting with Mauro Ranallo center stage with alone completely alone like if you're a fight fan and a UFC yep. fan you see Mauro Ranallo there's another face as well that you recognize bunch of faces that you didn't recognize maybe if you weren't familiar with the product but that you damn well will be yep. was the opening match that we had where Candice LeRae defeated Io Shirai Bianca Belair and Mia Yim to become the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship 
This one was fantastic, and I don't think you could have had a better match to kick this one off. Candice went right after Shirai uh, as the bell rang. They paired off. Uh, Belair and Yim uh, rolled out to the outside. Candice tossed Io to the outside, went for a dive, but Belair cut her off and slammed her down. She hit a handspring moonsault, which also knocked Shirai off the apron. Mia gets a guillotine on Belair, but Belair reverses it into a suplex, which was really nice. Uh, Shirai goes for the uh, goes for a springboard missile drop kick on Belair that connected really, really well. And there's a lot of pin attempts being broken up by every wo- every woman, just back and forth, back and forth. The pace was fast, uh, Alex, and there were a lot, a lot of power moves happening at this stage of the match. Yeah, everything from the very beginning of the match. Uh, I'm going to go over the entrances. Like, the entrances were all great, too. Like, and it was one of those things, exactly. If you don't watch NXT and you're watching, you're tuning in, let's see what this is. Oh, the women are starting. Oh, it's the it's the number one contenders match, which means there's a champion that we're not watching right now. And these four women, at the very least, are in the in the top of this division if they're not the the next four. Um, uh, and so let's let's be introduced to them. And Io Shirai comes out, and this, she's this dark anime character, and it's really interesting. She's completely, immediately compelling. And immediately after that is Bianca Belair, who's just oozing charisma from every pore. And, like, she's absolutely – she has the it factor. People see her for the first time, they're like, who's that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mia Yim, again, totally unique, uh, this very interesting character. And then Candice LeRae comes out, and you, you immediately know, oh, that's who I'm supposed to be rooting for. Like she's just she's just super uh, bubbly and vivacious and it's all great. Then the match starts, and you you immediately see oh, Candice hates Io. Like even if you've never watched any of the matches before, you know that from the very beginning. And then everything we're off to the races. Everything from the start of the match until the first commercial break was hot as balls. Mm-hmm. And those balls had been dunked in magma, and then that those magma coated balls were put in the microwave on high for a five full minutes. They were scorching. That's how hot the balls were. And I'm comparing those balls to the beginning of this match. That match was fire. For the first, Everything was so, so fast-paced. People hitting power moves, people breaking up stuff. Uh, I love how the pairing switched. And, and it was just, I want to win this match, was, was the was the driving force between all four women. I loved it. I think that's the most interesting analogy I've ever heard being used for a women's match. Mm. The uh, They all went after each other, been on the floor. Uh, Candice hit a face crusher on Io on the apron, and then Bianca grabbed her from behind, her being Candice, hit a fallaway slam onto the floor. Then Mia Yim did a suicide dive that took Bianca out, and then Shirai hit the moonsault to the floor. And then we went to commercial, Alex. Now, if yeah. there's one thing that stunned me here, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Our matches are being interrupted by commercials, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, which is, which is, I know that to me, and it's stupid that it feels this way, but it, it feels like that makes it more important. Like, you know, it's just like NXT has always felt like it felt different. It's felt different from the other two brands uh, because there are no commercials. It's on the network. You know, not everybody gets to watch it if they don't have a network. Now, now it feels like, oh, no, no, this is a third brand. It's on the same. It's on the same network as one of them, and and the commercials are going to happen, and that makes it feel more on an equal playing field. The only problem I have with it is the only problem I have with the entire match. Come back from the break, and as Sean Rapp sa- Sean Rassap says, another Tower of Doom spot and another Dove cries. Uh, exactly, my my heart broke a little. However, yeah. they did quickly move into some fa- again another fantastic sequence where we had. Mia Yim hit a code blue. We had uh, Bel Air spearing both Shirai and Yim. That was great. And uh, and she eventually does hit the KOD on Larray, but Yim breaks up the pin. Who she hits protect your neck. Uh, but it all comes to an end when Candice hits the a poison Rana and the lion salt on Mia Yim for the win. I mean, I thought this match was fantastic, and as you pointed out with your 
very uh, f- with your flaming analogy. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Every, this was a, it was a fantastic match throughout. But if and I, and I'm I'm a Candice LeRae stan, so I admitted I'm super biased here. I am giddy that she won the match, first match on the live show. She gets the win. She's going to face Shayna Baszler in two weeks. They've announced, but. Man, Bianca Belair was the MVP of this oh. match. She was so good throughout. Yeah, immediately. The first thing she does is gorilla press slam Candice LeRae. And you go, oh, this chick is something else. <laughs> like, like that's that, the, the, she's, she does stuff that I don't, you don't see anybody else do. It's amazing. And the thing is, is this Soto Zio Shirai. She does all these amazing stuff. These women are all great. I love Candice LeRae. And I think I like her the third most of the people in this match. And, like, I also really like Mia Yim. And she's my fourth. But, I mean, like, Bianca Belair, I'm, I've, I've said, I think she's the future women's wrestling. But they got to pull the trigger on her soon because she's, like, 30. So, but I love that Candice won this match because she spent a year in Mrs. Gargano purgatory. Yeah. And now she gets to be a wrestler. And they're finally letting Candice LeRae who, by a lot of people's accounts, when she showed up, at the moment she showed up in NXT, was widely regarded as one, as one of the top five women's wrestlers in the world. And then they said, you're not going to wrestle. Your whole character is Johnny Gargano's wife. And that must have been frustrating, frustrating for her for a while. And now she finally gets to have her moment in the sun. And I'm, I'm happy about that. Well, it was frustrating for us stands as well. But she did have a standoff with the... Uh, with uh, Shayna Baszler and the uh, and the horsewomen at the end of the match. If if you guys are not familiar with Candice LeRae uh, outside of NXT, she is one of the toughest people who has ever been in a wrestling ring. And I am looking forward to our match in a couple of weeks against Baszler. We get a hype package for Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, who apparently are going to go at it again next week. On mm-hmm. the USA, uh, on the USA Network hour, nonetheless. So yep. that's fantastic. Plus, we get a hype package for uh, Killian Dane and Matt Riddle a little later on in the evening. And uh, and by the way, uh, uh, folks, if you want to leave us a super chat uh, in, in in the chat, we will uh, leave any donation in uh, any any level of donation, and we will read your co- question or statement on air. Aaron's Aaron Jay's fan says, "Why not one day?" Have Triple H wrestle on NXT? Do we even need that, Alex? Well, we certainly don't need it. I, I, I would be down for like a certain type of character in NXT who challenges Triple H and says, "Listen, old man, you think you run things around here? You know, because because he can't do mm-hmm. it with Regal. You can't do it with Regal anymore. No. So I think you could do it with Triple H. But the problem is, is that." Whoever is the person who challenged Triple H has to win that match because you can't put Paul over the young guy. You 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 you, you shouldn't. But um, that young guy would probably be the heel since he'd be the one calling out you know the Godfather of NXT. Exactly. So it would be a really weird feud to do. Um, I think there's a condition for how it could work, but I don't know that I'm clamoring for it in any way. Next, we had uh, Cameron Grimes, formerly known as Trevor Lee, versus Sean Maluda. And, you know, they, they call him a country boy. They say he's a savage, you know, and so on and so forth. But I find that uh, for a guy who likes, uh, who likes the dirt and the sweat and the grime, he uses a lot of conditioner, Alex. And I, as I was writing that very, very witty quip in my show notes... The match was over, Alex. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he, he basically hit the uh, his uh, double stomp uh, to the chest finisher, which didn't quite entirely land either. No, nope, it didn't. To end uh, to end Sean Maluda tonight. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing. There's someone up there in NXT who really likes Cameron Grimes first and foremost because as uh, uh, as a uh, one of the guys who went through the uh, the breakout tournament. Uh, he's one of those who has had the most television time since. He's among mm-hmm. them. He's got a. He, he's been. Well, he's featured right there on the first hour as sure, well. He's sure. put put there on, on 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 live TV, and I'm okay with that. And I'm also okay with him going over like this. If 
NXT is going to create new stars and is going to bring new faces to television and wrestling, well, you're going to have to have matches like this where you're going to have these guys just go in, do squash matches. It's ha- It was a regular thing on NXT anyway. I was okay with this. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's really important that he's featured uh, prominently. I mean, he's got a brand new hat and a vest. So, so, so you got you got to you, you got to you got to show off the hat and the vest. It's like it's like a cowboy hat on the sides and and a, like a little teeny top hat on the top. It I think Stevie Ray Vaughan wore a hat like that in a couple of videos. <laughs> yeah, the the vest is nice too, though it must get really. Really sweaty. The lining, got to change the lining out a lot. Now, um, I, I like Trevor Lee, you know, back in the day. Cameron Grimes, I'm, I'm not necessarily sold on yet because I don't know really what his character is. Except for, like, he likes to say Cameron Grimes wants to do this and Cameron Grimes wants to do that. So he's the third person dude, which is fine. A lot of people are third person people. Um, I uh, And I'm fine with him going over here because it was fast. It was like, here's this person you might not have seen before. We have plans for him. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think he's talented enough in the ring to get those plans over. We'll see. Um, uh, I, I do think it's kind of funny uh, that when Sean Maluda came out, I was like, oh, wow, Sean Maluda. Like, that's going to be a trivia question in 10 years. <laughs> who was the first, uh, who was the man, to, who was the guy, who was the first loser of the first male match on, uh, on NXT on USA? Sean Maluda. File that away in the back of your brains, everybody. You're going to win bar trivia with that in 10 years. <laughs> Andrew Thomason uh, let us a super, left us a super chat. He says, am I the only one disappointed that Rhea Ripley shows up and instantly excites us by challenging Baszler, but then just goes away after a week? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't say going away. Like, no, she's, uh, you know, they, she's featured heavily in the opening... Uh, montage thing exactly so she's she's here she wasn't on on tv tonight you know who else wasn't like the the star of nxt the past few years johnny gargano wasn't on the first episode on usa or or the following hour and so and adam cole was a was a supporting player tonight your champion there are people i think rhea ripley is going to feature heavily in the months going forward uh i think she's a huge star uh in the making she's super young and so talented it, she's got a really bright future. She's not, they're not shipping her back off to Blackpool or wherever. She's going to stick around and do some, some Wednesday night live stuff. We had a great promo uh, package from uh, Velveteen dream. You know, uh, the ones where they have this, these semi cheesy visuals, semi cheesy psychedelic visuals, which, uh, which I thought was a nice touch to help us to help the audience. That wasn't maybe aware of him get to know him a little bit. We also get a Damien priest package. Apparently he likes, Writing limos and hanging out with the ladies, Alex. No, really? Apparently. Uh, a, a rock star character likes to live the good life? You're kidding. I, I, I still feel like Damien Priest is the most generic pull a name out of a hat you could do for rock star character. But okay, I actually really love uh, love what he's been doing in the ring. And that's fine. It just it really does feel like somebody did Mad Libs to come up with. Damien Priest. He's a rock star, but like we'll, we'll see. You know, I'm I'm sure by the time he gets to the main roster, he'll just be Damien. Oh, probably or priest. You never or know. priest. You never know. Roderick Strong defeated Velveteen Dream to become the North American champion. Alexander Pulowski. There's a lot of back and forth that happened here during the uh, initial uh, opening of this match until Dream dump dumped Strong out of the ring, and we cut to commercial. It wasn't much happening anyway, and when we come back, well, Dream is basically screwing with Strong's head with a, a, some few, uh, uh, some some head games. He hits a double, uh, a, excuse me, a top rope double axe handle to the floor, but Strong drives Dream against the barricades. He starts working the back, hits a really nice wrecking ball drop kick on the Velveteen Dream as well, delivers some of those patented Roderick Strong chops. Talk a lot about Walters. But man, you got to talk about uh, the ones that reduced Daniel Bryan's chest to pudding in that uh, that battle royal at, in Saudi Arabia last year. Uh, and then there, there was, it feels like there was a bit of miscommunication. Strong tried to get a body scissors on Dream, but Dream sort of didn't let it happen. He sort of fought out of it, but 
not like in the dramatic wrestling sense. It was sort of like, no, this we're not doing this. They roll back to the mat, and uh, Strong tries to get a crucifix on, and then rolls into some sort of odd-like butterfly kind of uh, hold. And uh, I don't know. There, This was one part. There were a couple of other moments in this match, Alex, that I thought they they, they weren't exactly on the same page. I don't know if you yeah. felt that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was methodical. You know, it did feel very much like, all right, here's the main event of our first show on USA. Let's show them that wrestling lasts a long time. <laughs> you know, and uh, I mean, I'm not, this great long matches, I'm, I'm, I'm all here for. I, I also love great sprints and great 17 and a half minute matches. You know, it all depends on if the match is great. I didn't think this was great. That was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um, and I thought I was watching it. And I'll have to probably go back and watch it again, knowing where they're headed within the match. Because because I went in going, Velveteen Dream is absolutely a superstar. Uh, like like you have somebody who watches wrestling but hasn't seen him before goes, damn, who's that? That guy's a star. So you you want to put him in a prominent position on the first uh, night. Uh, uh, on on USA, uh, taking the title off him um, in any other setting, I would say makes perfect sense because uh, they want to do the Adam Cole's prophecy comes true. All of the undisputed area is dripping with gold, as he says, um, and that makes sense. On mm-hmm. the first night on USA, I was like, oh wow, they really wanted to create the intrigue. Like you were rooting for for Dream this whole time, so now you'll tune in next week to see if he gets a shot at getting his title back, as opposed to the crowd, which was ape for Velveteen Dream. Like yeah. they loved him. That that kick out of the first um, uh, end of heartache. Mm-hmm. Like like the the crowd lost their mind. Like they they were so happy that at that moment there was like, there's no way he can lose now. I'm like, nah, he lost. Well, I mean, the the, the crowd was in was into this uh, really towards uh, the the last third of the match. Uh, Strong started get, getting in some knee strikes and a fantastic V trigger on uh, on Dream, and the crowd actually started chanting, "This is wrestling." Uh, he hits a backbreaker and a tiger bomb, and Dream eventually rolls out of the stronghold. Uh, the crowd is going absolutely nuts at this point, and then the undisputed era arrive. They surround the ring. Dream starts mounting his comeback. There's a ref bump. Dream hits the Dream Valley driver. He fights off the lads. And Roderick Strong hits, as you said, that first end of heartache. But Dream kicks out. Full sail goes ballistic. He hits the Dream uh, Valley driver again. He goes up top. Adam Cole super kicks him in the chin. And the second end of heartache puts it away. As you said, this wasn't a great match. It was good. I think the last, the final segment was hot, hot, hot. But I also do believe that Full Sail made this hotter. Yeah, they Full did. Full Sail, let's be honest tonight, was yeah. uh, was the supporting character that NXT on its first night needed. Every They were into it. Yeah. They, um... They love they loved being there for this. Like you could tell it was like because so many of those people are regulars. They're at every one of the tapings. Mm-hmm. Those tapings happen once every several months at this point. So I don't know if those people can afford to show up every week, but if they can, they're gonna because those people love them from NXT. Uh, and uh, I mean, yeah, I think that that's that was so cool that, that it felt like you could. There was a palpable air while watching on TV that these people were all celebrating something together. Yeah. Like we did this, we were a part of this. And I mean, a lot of people think that full sale just tries to get themselves over. I've never really felt that way. I feel like they're, they're, they, they're getting everybody like in the ring over. And I love, I love that full sale can be divided in a straight up super heel versus super baby face match. Like if you, you like people, the people who are there who are unironically supporting Adam Cole, who is as dastardly as they come, because they really respect his character work and mm-hmm. his in-ring work, as opposed to, that's the heel, so I'm supposed to boo him. Boo, heel! Like, 
those people don't stand for that. They're, they're listen, I support who I support. And there are people who are like, nah, screw Adam Cole. I love this guy. I'm going to support him. And it's great that it's that some nights it's 50-50, some nights it's 65-35, depending on who's in the ring doing what. And I, I love that there's that that kind of energy about Full Sail. And we'll see where this goes. Like, I don't know if NXT in a year or two is touring and doing every Wednesday, like, on the road. Like, we have no idea where this is going to go. But for now, Full Sail is absolutely a character in an NXT episode. Absolutely. If we circle back to the, to the match for a quick second, Alex... Um, very happy that Roderick Strong got uh, finally uh, finally touches some gold. I'm yeah. really really happy that uh, they're going with the storyline with Undisputed Era having all the yeah. the gold. But you know, I, my prediction was that you don't have Velveteen Dream drop the title on the first night, especially since Dream is the you know a star yeah. making. Yeah. Maybe not the way I would have booked it, Alex. Well, this is the thing. I don't. I mean. Dream was kind of a meteor shooting through the sky and he wound up being the champion, but he never really chased. He was just this personality who got a title match and won it as opposed to, I want to win the title from you. I don't like you, you know, so he's not, yeah, we haven't seen Velveteen Dream as babyface chasing a title that Mm -hmm. was stolen from him. By cheating heels. Like, that's a that's a trope in wrestling that's existed forever. And I'm wondering to see, like, where Belichine Cream comes. Because I love the idea where he goes for this. Because, you know, he's usually just been this guy who's just larger than life. And he says outlandish things. Sometimes he's heelish toward people. But we love him anyway. Like, I wonder what, where, where this whole thing goes. And it might be somebody testing him. To see, we know you can do this thing you've been doing for a couple of years. Now let's see where you can do if we slot you into a different role. The role of babyface fighting from underneath as opposed to the guy with all the confidence in the world. Right. So I, I'm, I'm here for it. Let's see. Peter Dunn was on the show tonight. He defeated Arturo Ruas. Uh, Ruas got this one going really quickly hit a flying scissors takedown into an arm bar which was really cool but then Dunn immediately reverses with an arm bar of his own so we were all like and even Nigel I think said oh we're in for a, no I think it was Morrow who said oh we're in for a technical we're in for a technical show but then they start just slugging at each other They're like nope not necessarily this could also be a fight and I like that they run the ropes and Dunn lariats the hell out of Ruas he just downed him uh, we get uh, some classic Dunn, uh, uh, Pete Dunn joint manipulation, but Ruas gets a wrist lock of his own and nails uh, nails some kicks. Uh, but um, but Dunn gets back uh, gets back to his feet, fights him off with some open open palm strikes. Dunn blocks a, a kick and starts twisting the toes of Arturo Ruas, who wrestles barefoot, which I was actually expecting, and I was happy to see it. Followed by a dragon screw leg, leg whip to take him down. Does some uh, Dunn hits some of his classic offense. Hits an X-Plex. R- Ross cartwheels out of a triangle. Follows uh, follows it up with a kick to uh, Dunn's head. And then hits a German suplex with the bridge. Dunn then... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, uh, Dunn then twists the arm into an arm bar and then sort of bends back, well, snaps the pinky finger in the index, then 
then twist the arm down for the submission win. This is different than what he usually does or what he's recently been doing, you know, where he sort of just snaps the fingers and then it's like, oh, it's a submission because he broke the guy's fingers or whatever. He tore at the webbing mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. his – and I, I've hated that finisher. I've hated it to, to pieces. It's like bring right. back the bitter end and I still don't know why the bitter end isn't, isn't his finisher. It still works. But this was fine. This was your r- typical NXT – squash match where you have the star where you have another guy and you know who's going to win but the other guy does get some decent offense in and looks good yeah uh, and uh, you know uh, ruas has come a long way man yeah. uh, he's had so much like he, his background is legit everything that they put over as far as his uh, martial arts uh, expertise goes put it when i saw him put it got into a match with dunham like wow okay this is something that could actually really be good. Let's revisit this in a year. Let's let's get get Russ versus Dunn in another year and see where this goes because I think there's I think they they have very compatible styles. They could have a lot of fun with each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I um, I think that the, it. I don't know what what his ceiling is, but I'm I'm not as high on on Huas as you are. Uh, uh, but I I do think I like that that he's basically a Street Fighter character. <laughs> like he he's the Brazilian in in the karate pants with his hands taped, and you're like when you see him in the movie, like oh no, the hero's gonna have a tough time with that guy, and he does, but then he beats him up, and then he moves on to the next guy. Um, but that's basically what I've always thought of him as. He just feel like he feels like uh, it's like a Jean Claude Van Damme movie where Van Damme has to fight somebody from every country, right. and he's the Brazilian that he fights. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's why. Uh, well, that's exactly about. it. No, you're. Okay. Abs- I'm laughing yeah. because you're absolutely right. Um, but anyway, uh, but Pete Dunne, yeah, I, I, I love Pete Dunne. I, I've, I've been on record that I've said if he was six foot four, he'd be the biggest star in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like he's just this thing where like people like, no, he's too short, whatever. He's not, he's not big enough. Like, I think he's he's such like like quiet, charismatic confidence. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to tear your fingers off and I'm going to feed them to you. But he does it in this wonderful growly like North England accent, so it's just fantastic. Um, but yeah, I I I also didn't love the finger snap, um, but I I. I, I look at it as, as I looked at uh, Pentagon's uh, arm snap. Like, once he breaks your arm, there's no need for him to keep yanking on it. Like, he broke your arm. You lost. Mm-hmm. Like, when he breaks somebody's fingers and they say, no, I don't want to fight anymore. He broke my finger. Like, I feel like that should be also a way to tap out as opposed to, like, working the ligament for so long that it stretches to the point where you don't want to fight. Okay, if he breaks my finger, I'm tapping. Uh, but I did like this as, as kind of like he, he he put on it and then he kind of got more leverage and pushed down even harder. And that was what caused him to tap. I think you can work with it. I don't think that he needs to be finishing people with this. I think there's a way to like just make people not be able to use that hand anymore. Like if somebody likes to punch with their right hand, if he breaks two of the guy's fingers in the middle of the match and he can't throw that right anymore, well, now... Now you got something to work with, and he can finish people with the bitter end. I don't think he's been finishing people with that match, but I I do uh, love Pete Dunne. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does on the NXT mainland roster as opposed to NXT UK. Uh, the, the world is that kid's oyster. Next, we had Denzel Dejournet come to the ring. Now, even as a, a an avid NXT viewer. <laughs> It didn't quite ring a bell, Alex, but you know no. what? Do you know I did a little research, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, because that's this is this is what we do here on Fightful. We don't come unprepared. No. Are you kidding me? Do you know Alex when Denzel Dejournet debuted in NXT? And in what please, circumstance? Please tell me. He debuted in 2018 at a live show uh, in Orlando. He was in a North American title number one contendership Halloween costume battle royal, Alex. Oh, good, good. What did, what did he go as? I don't know though. But oh, in the battle, that's your research. Well, you, you see, you got to figure out what costume he wore. Otherwise, like hey. I reached out to many sources, no one could confirm it. It, it. Look, it's somewhere between Popeye, yeah, and a sheet ghost. 
Okay. So, you know, we're running the gamut here. I think I'm being I think I'm being fed bad info. But yeah. in this battle royal, there was Angelo Dawkins, Baba Tunde, Drake Maverick, EC3, Jackson Riker, Cassiano, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Montez Ford, uh, Otis Dozovich, Nick Miller, and you know who won? Stacy Irvin Jr. Alex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I heard really good things about that guy, and then he left. Right. Exactly. So, uh, but basically, Dejournet hits the ring, and I think, uh, as Sean Rossap pointed out, he came out to a theme song that uh, Malcolm Bivens would love to have mm-hmm. as his own. Uh, and he comes to the ring, but next thing we know, my boys, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, and Alexander Wolf come around the ring. What are they doing? It's Imperium, NXT UK. What are they doing here? They hit the ring. They start beating up on DeJournet until the man arrives. Walter, the NXT UK champion. And they just beat the hell out of him, Alex. Yep. Get, they get on them. Walter gets the mic and he says that he wants to protect the integrity of the sport. And anyone who disrespects the mat will have to answer to them. This is basically their gimmick over in NXT UK. In case you guys don't watch the European brand. Desjournet was supposed to fight Kushida, but Kushida, he's not backing off. This is, he has a microphone. And I was like, oh boy. Oh, this is a powder keg if I ever saw one, but worked out pretty well. He had the mic. He basically said, this is my time. And essentially fought off Imperium, uh, kicked Walter in the head and challenged Walter <laughs> to the for the NXT UK championship, Alex, what, what, what the hell's going on? Um, when you woke up this morning, Warren Hayes and all of you watching and listening, you didn't know that you needed a Kushida versus Walter match in your life. You had no idea. You had no inkling such a thing could be possible. And now all of you, me and you, Warren Hayes, are like, oh my God, take my money. Take all of my money. I want to see that right now. Can you make it a best of seven? Like, because those are two amazing competitors yeah. and you don't think they run in the same circles that it would even be possible. Um what I love about this now is it opens up all kinds of possibilities. WWE has the deepest roster ever. And they're like, if anybody who's on NXT UK can fight anybody who's on NXT, who can fight anybody who's on 205 Live, all of a sudden, anything's possible. Like, and and this might be the most anything's possible that it could be. Like, I'm so into whatever this is going to wind up being but this is great i i i did i did i did kind of want alexander wolf to to pass killian date in the hall and just do a little hey sup how's it going uh <laughs> did you, did you hear you, anything from do you hear anything from young what, what's eric doing is Eric okay hey i heard i heard i heard nikki's team with alexa bliss now that's weird right anyway uh <laughs> see you later like this is because they broke up those guys so unceremoniously shipped one back off to europe and the other one's like now i don't wear weird clothes now I wear jeans now it's weird right right but i still have a hairy back anyway it's just a weird thing i i i, I love when when old people who used to team together meet up and, and go like hi and then they walk away. I think that's a really cool thing. Now, I want to talk about, you know, NXT, including a lot of NXT UK this evening. But I think we're going to unpack this with this next match here. And there's a lot to unpack here, Alex, in this yep. next match here. And we're going to try and, and go at it morsel by morsel. Leo Rush. Yep. Return to the ring. A WWE ring. In NXT tonight to defeat my boy, Oni Lorcan, to become the number one contender for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Now, okay, one thing at a time. As Sean pointed out on, on, on Twitter, he, he's with us in spirit. Right. We've been hearing for weeks now from people saying, Leo Rush is never going to be in a WWE ring ever again. 
He's never mm-hmm. going back. They're never going to want that boy back. It's done, finished. He's he's gone. But as Sean pointed out, there is absolutely no way that WWE would leave Leo Rush, a guy no. of no, his no, no. level of talent. Oh my God. And I mean talent. Physical, Mike, Jesus Alex, this his uh, soul throwback song that he released what last week it's yeah. good it's good uh, we're not talking about uh enzo amore putting out a diss track <laughs> this was no. legitimately good yep. this guy can yep. do anything there was absolutely no way in hell that leo rush was going to that wwe is going to leave leo rush go out and quite honestly we had heard rumblings that there was going to be a surprise this was a nice surprise, tailor made for the wrestling audience that loves rest that loves wrestlers that knows wrestling. This was perfect, yeah. a beautiful surprise. This was uh, this was wonderful. Like I missed Leo Rush, especially in the ring. Like, I didn't I didn't love him as as Bobby's hype man. I thought it was really uh, unfortunate that when he was doing stuff on the main roster, they would allow him to evade mm-hmm. Bobby's opponent but never make contact with any kind of offense um and then they gave him a few matches uh, on raw but they were all forgettable and made him look like he was just tiny and didn't belong there he's insanely talented mm-hmm. in the ring and you're right vince isn't stupid hunter's not stupid they the, even if this guy's they have he has attitude problems let's say he cures those attitude problems wherever else he goes because because the because the uh, you know the the work environment is different. Like not saying it's bad in WWE, although it might be, um, but uh, it's different somewhere else, and it's just more amenable to him, and he's able to be happier, and he's not causing problems backstage. So he's a joy to work with elsewhere, and they like this. They like him, and they say, "Wow, you're insanely talented. We're going to build a brand around you." And all of a sudden, you don't miss whatever the hell he's doing. Because he's awesome. And so, yeah, let's give him a run. Let's give him a run. Let's figure out what we can do to him because we can't afford for him to go anywhere else. Uh, and and he's he's just he's just great. And he showed that tonight because uh, he's been heelish all, before I can remember on, on, on NXT programming. And now he got to fight from underneath against, you know, a bigger dude yep. in, in Lorcan. Uh, pretty much anybody he fights is going to be a bigger dude. I think Hornswoggle probably outweighs him by five pounds. Like, you know, uh, so I, I, I think that, that this was really, really great. Got a chance for him to to, to to do some great work, Lorcan as well. But just him on the on the graphic, it says, Cruiserweight Championship number one contenders match, which I didn't know was happening tonight, uh, regardless of who was in it. It's like, only Lorcan versus Leo Rush. And I was like, what? That's awesome. Except for the part that WWE, I think, is trying to make us believe that what has been going on with him hasn't been going on because they actually had Beth Phoenix say, NXT's resident daredevil. I'm like, honey, <laughs> Leo Rush ain't been NXT's resident anything in a long time. Come on. Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. Hasn't been anything in WWE for a while. So that was a good surprise. Now, we've also been hearing talk about... Uh, we've been hearing rumors for weeks now that 205 Live might be might be absorbed into NXT and uh, Triple H talking in interviews in very vague language saying, you know, ha- ha- that he alluded to the fact that the Cruiserweight title would make sense under NXT. You know, not outright saying, hey, NXT, we're tossing that to the to the curb. But, you know, but look at what we got here tonight. We had a number one contenders match for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, we've seen 205 Live NXT crossover before, so it's not it's not shocking. It's not something where it's like, oh my goodness, it's really yeah. the end. But in the context of the talk that we've been hearing, plus Alex, you and I, we're 205 Live listeners, dare I say fans. Yeah. We've been saying for a long, long time that one of the solutions to making the brand feel special would be to put them in full sale, to have them be part of the NXT tapings, tape your 205 live stuff there, your cruiserweight stuff there, keep the brand, 
but at least the full sale audience will appreciate it yeah. amongst the other solutions that we had, of course. But this is one of them. It, it, is our pro, is our own prophecy, Alex? Is it is it coming to fruition? Uh, I I don't know. Um, I I I don't. I mean, I guess you could have them go on Friday nights at ten after uh, after SmackDown. They're on the network or the way the two hundred five live slot. But instead of Tuesdays, it would be Fridays. I mean, that's the I, way you would do two hundred five. And I mean, it, at ten p.m. on the network on a Friday night. Right. I mean, you're you're certainly never going to get live viewers. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I there's a lot of people who who don't watch it live, who watch it later in the week or whatever, and that's fine. Um, also, I mean, it, I mean, it's a Friday, so it's not a school night. So maybe people with kids would be more more apt to stay later at the SmackDown show. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think that's the answer. I'm trying to figure out like. Playing devil's advocate, why they wouldn't just absorb it into NXT right. instead of keeping it as its own thing? Um, I think you could easily have a 205 Live like special every now and then, where it's like just the 205 guys. Um, but so many of the guys who are in NXT anyway fit that weight class. Just sure. th- th- all of a sudden, the roster opens up considerably. Like, we've already seen a couple of guys uh, show up and challenge Drew Gulak. Swerve Strickland w- was excellent mm-hmm. in that match he had with him. So there's all kinds of – and also 205 Live guys then will get to challenge for NXT stuff. Exactly. Because I I want to see Jack Gallagher versus Adam Cole in a one-off match that Adam Cole wins. I don't care if he wins, but just give me that match. I want to see Jack Gallagher tie Adam Cole up in knots and Adam Cole react to it. Yeah. Just give me that for give me that, give me give me that for nine minutes. Just once. That's all I need. But there's all kinds of things you can do when you have both brands together. We'll see. But um, but I I, I I do think that that's the way they should go. Is in, in like it, folding all of this into the NXT brand. You got two hours to fill live every Wednesday. Let's let's figure out ways of of getting as many really great performers on TV every week as we can. Leo Rush uh, gets a welcome back chant as he hit, as the, the match starts. And his official welcome back is some running uppercuts from Oni Lorcan and a running blockbuster as well. Um, Lorcan, by the way, wearing purple and yellow tights. Uh, I know he's been trying to coordinate his gear with the 205 Live colors. And now he's being called back to NXT. And he's got to be like, God damn. What am I? I got to keep investing into the black and gold now. I sold all of those on eBay or kept them under they're squirreled under the the park bench that I sleep under. God, I love I love Oni Lorkin Twitter. I wish Oni Lorkin I wish Twitter Oni Lorkin was TV Oni Lorkin. Uh Rush hits a series of suicide dives onto uh onto uh Lorkin on the floor and he was just barreling at him and he got back up, hit the ring, hit another one. That guy is unreal. Lorcan uh, slows everything down. Like you said, this was this was all about Leo Rush fighting from underneath, battling his way back up to get to his uh, to his big comeback. Um, uh, Rush fights off a, a power bomb. Uh, uh, however, he's favoring the knee that uh, Lorcan sort of worked on, which allows Lorcan to get a single leg crab that he transfers into an STF. Rush starts to fade, but he fights back. Lorcan answers back with some big, big, pumped-up open-hand palm strikes. He runs into he runs uh, to charge Rush, but Rush counters with a Spanish fly and hits the split-legged frost, frog splash for the win. That's a mouthful. Uh, great match. I like this a lot. I love the pace. I love... Oni Lorcan knew exactly what he had to do. Leo Rush looked like a million bucks. I am pumped. As you said, to think of Drew Gulak defending against Leo Rush, this is going to be a good one. What a clash of styles that's going to be. Yep. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, we, When I say we, I mean I skipped over a match, uh, and, and we're just going to go over it, but it's entirely my fault. It was entirely an oversight. I was really excited to talk about Denzel Desjournet, but... <laughs> <laughs> Zaya Lee defeated Aaliyah, who came to the ring with uh, Vanessa Bourne. 
Um, and well, you know what? There, this was again one of these uh, one of these matches where there's one star who's going to shine, and in this case, it was Zia Lee who did uh, a headstand on the top turnbuckle, got a lot of kicks in a shotgun a shotgun drop kick, a lot of rapid offense. She sort of messes up a springboard moonsault. Uh, she uh, she missed the part where she she twists basically to land on the top turnbuckle and uh, she recovered really well though uh, that could have been a disaster in and about itself recuperated real quickly uh, got some drop kicks and a series of kicks and the uh, rolling tornado kick got the win on Aaliyah uh, Zia Lee has been one of these who's been shining since the May Young Classic and I'm if they're if they want to give this uh, if they want to give her more and more time on TV, that's fantastic. But Aaliyah, man, she's been in developmental since 1823, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't put her against Vanessa Bourne, who has a lot more polish. Aaliyah, man, she's uh, oh, she's dead weight. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like the Bourne-Aaliyah pairing. I think that they they do some good character work. They're a good little serviceable heel tag team. Um, but yeah, Ali is not not setting the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zaylee, you know, she's this to me feels like the way they do when they build a baby face slightly to give to give them a shot at a at a, at a major heel, only for that heel to just butcher them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that if, if, if maybe Zaylee like gets a shot against Io Shirai. And that gets built for a while and built for a while and built for a while. And EO just says, nah, sorry, yeah, I'm my level. And then EO moves to the next thing. It kind of builds EO more. But, but Zia Lee, you know, getting to the point where we think she might have a shot at, at EO, we've, we've seen her be built to that point. And then that loss then leads to something else. Dakota Kai, who's coming back, had that. She, she, she won a lot of matches, won, won several matches in a row, and they said, okay, now you're going to have a shot at Shayna Baszler. And Shayna Baszler destroyed her. Mm-hmm. But Dakota Kai coming back is now, like to me, like really interesting because I'm like, I, I really loved her watching her beat people who weren't on her level and felt for her, like felt yep. pity for her when she went up against a person whose level she was not on. Like there's a point where everybody can beat – everyone is – Above people and below people, like the, we don't. There's only one person at the top, so anybody like that's the way it works. And Dakota Kai was was feasting on people not as good as her. And when she came up against somebody who was several levels above her, she got destroyed. But now we get to see that climb back up to the top. I wonder if they're doing the same thing with Zia Lee here. And we will be seeing Dakota Kai in action next week. She'll be back from injury. Makes good. that's the kind of stuff that makes my heart feel. Good. Yes. As opposed to the ending tonight, which was a little weird, made my heart feel a little fluttery, I guess. <laughs> Matt Riddle and Killian Dane went to a no contest, I guess, in a street fight. How does that happen? I have yeah. no clue, but that's pretty know. much what happened. They started fighting in the ring. Uh, Riddle hit some of his uh, uh, power moves from the start, a German and an exploder, but... Uh, Dane got in control. They brawled. Uh, they brawled out onto the floor, backstage, outside. Riddle got tossed onto a semi truck, and then the whole locker room got involved. Alex, it's all. It's Walter who started taking shots at Riddle. Here's another match that you'd like, FYI. But yeah, let's let's move along. Imperium take out. Uh, start taking out Riddle. The Street Profits arrives. The Forgotten Sons. It's a schmoz, Alex. It's a it's a good old fashioned schmoz. Yep. Um, I I made the joke earlier that you know, with this ending, I wonder if NXT might be the Monday Nitro of this Wednesday Night War. Like, uh, <laughs> it, I, I all all we needed all needed was was Mauro Ronaldo to end it with the tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week. Like, uh, that's all we needed. Because, cause, like, oh, we'll tell you what happened. Because who knows? But, oh, it's, we're out of time. Sorry. Except they weren't out of time. We'll talk they, about like, it on WWE.com. <laughs> they uh, called Mean Gene and asked him questions hotline. about it. Yeah, call the hotline. Um, 
but there wasn't. They weren't out of time. They had seven minutes left, like six, seven yeah. minutes left. And so they, they went to it. Apparently after that, after they went away, after this whole brawl thing happened. And, but by the way, eventually you got to have a full on payoff. Killian Dane versus Matt Riddle's got to have a blow off match. Man. You can't keep putting it off forever. No. I, I really like both guys. I want to see Matt Riddle particularly move on to something bigger and better. I love Killian Dane, but we all know, I think, who's winning this feud. Um, uh, and then all these people in the back seem to, like, have no real reason to be there. There were a bunch of people there who I had never seen before. Uh, then there were the Street Profits, who didn't get a mention all night tonight. Uh, Pete Dunne, who's just hanging out still in his gear. Uh, Imperium's just sitting around some patio furniture. Like having having a tea, have a little spot of tea, and then they get they decided to get involved. Forgotten sons, whatever, uh, all of this. But apparently, after they went off the air, Triple H came out onto the top of the ramp, 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 and uh, and he was like, "Hey, uh, Daddy's here. Everybody, stop misbehaving. Everybody, they all go away." And he says, "I want to thank you, the full sale crowd." Blah 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 blah. Uh, they didn't show any of that on the network, uh, but that would have ma- it would have made sense. The uh, the only way for all this thing to stop is if you know, Daddy got mad and we had to stop fighting. Like, okay, fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I I didn't love that this was how they did. I they they, they had Morrow say this is how much everybody wants to be a part of NXT that they're all fighting for no reason whatsoever, like. Okay, I mean, it wasn't like if you say if you want to, if you want to actually throw Matt Riddle like if Killing Dane throws Matt Riddle across the table into Imperium, and they get pissy. Okay, fine. And if Matt Riddle shotgun drop kicks Killian Dane in the Forgotten Sons, and they get upset, and all of a sudden like it becomes this thing, but it wasn't that. It was just like people standing around decided, well, there's a fight. I should probably get involved in that, <laughs> which doesn't feel like how. People like, you know, I, I might want to risk injury, which would keep me from wrestling and earning a paycheck. Doesn't seem like how most people would actually do that. But uh, but apart from the, action, the the last four minutes of this two hours, I loved almost everything else about the first NXT iteration on USA and the second hour on uh, WWE Network. I'm really excited for where this is going and, and how it's going to uh, grow and change uh, over the next several months, uh, especially when they start figuring out how to program against whatever AEW is going to be, because we still don't know what that's going to be. They're going to program against Alex? No, they wouldn't do nah. that. No, there's none nope. of that going on. It's just honest coincidence. A couple of mm-hmm. super chats before we wrap up. Julian Weeks said, Warren, I know you love to see Oni on this. You got that right. Thank you for the super chat. And uh, Thermostat Mine. Thank you for the super chat. Am I the only person seriously turned off by the shaky cam? Has it always been this prevalent in NXT? I mean, it's been pre- it's prevalent everywhere in WWE. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess I'm 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 so I- impressed by the match quality. I'm not sitting back going, mm, shoddy production work. I don't I don't I, I don't I only do that on like during you know raw matches. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, this. this Actually, this was a, and I I concur with you, Alex. This was a really good opening salvo to the uh, to the Wednesday night affairs, uh, and um, like we said earlier in the evening, no Adam Cole, or at least Adam Cole as a supporting player, but no spotlight yeah. on the champion, no Johnny Gargano, no Tommaso Ciampa. Well, we'll see him soon. Like he released a pretty awesome little i'm coming back mm-hmm. video and man i like you 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 i mean i don't know when they're gonna do a Valter versus uh kushida but uh you could do that one week and the next week you could do tomaso champa versus uh, uh adam cole and you can just inject both of those things directly into my veins sure thank you absolutely i'm not surprised though that we didn't get like the uh the big stars like that, that we didn't get much of cole or gargano it makes sense that they want to stretch it out another week. And sure. and it's not as if we missed them. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. I, I love both of them. That's not the question. They're fantastic talent, but it's not. We didn't sit around saying, wow, whew, we could have really used them. Nah, NXT is healthy, man. 
they, yeah. if they keep up, if they keep down this the this track here, we're gonna have great shows week after week. Just like we're gonna be having great shows week after week. We'll be back next week to uh, keep on talking about NXT, and then when AEW starts, man, the true Wednesday Night Wars podcast is going to begin. Sean Ross, I'm going to be at the helm. Alex and I each watching our respective shows. It's going to be a good time. Alex, why don't you let the people know where to find you on social media? You can find me at Pulowski the fourth. The four is a numeral four. Uh, I'm uh, putting together, figuring out how I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with my uh, new show. That's going to be a mostly tongue in cheek reaction to uh raw and smackdown called sour graps it's fantastic um uh and um you know because everyone is gonna miss me shitting all over raw and and now i get to do it uh on my own show so (laughs) that'll be fun that's right everyone is gonna miss it don't worry alex will be back i've gotten way too many things like oh man i really want you to say talk about how much you hate the cuck angle come on talk about how much you hate the cuck angle Hey, guys, I hate the cuck angle. So there you go. <laughs> well, it's on brand for you anyway. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes or on YouTube on my own personal channel at YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all very much for coming out this evening. If you haven't already, give the video a thumbs up. And, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed NXT as much as we did tonight. Hopefully it'll go on. But in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next time. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.